say hi to Patreon, John. Hello, I'm shaking. I'm Doing shaking. Doing finger guns. Look, I'm losing my hand. Now my hand is back. Yeah. Welcome to Shaking Disturbed. Oh, I am Darren Carp here with John. Jonathan Johnny Boy Thrasher. That's his full name. Do I look tired? I mentioned it on NMR. I just feel like I look a little. I think you look fresh faced and uh, baby so? lambed. All I right. think so. All right. If you say that, then I'll I'll take it. That's for sure. No, uh, of course. Well, listen, we got an interesting case this yeah. week. You're we all pumpkin spice latte up, <laughs> and so I'm I hoping. just wanted to remind everyone before we mess up this case to. You know, if you haven't yet, join us on Patreon, uh, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed. We want to get you before we give you the content because we feel like after the content, you're definitely not going to sign up. So, <laughs> no, you know, we have to do it us. at the start, at the start. But, um, John, it's good to Let's, see you. You too. Should we get into there. it this week Let's right off the bat? And by the way, yes, patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed, or you can click our show notes, by the way, to, to True, join in point. on all the fun. Darren's posting a picture apparently of, uh, something it's up there My, probably a sunset swim your sunset swim on nmr uh this on week Patreon. i talk about That's it right. but uh anyway okay. yeah let's get into this week's case all right well darren this one's a little bit of a spicy type of episode because Ooh. since its launch in november 2016 only fans uh-oh where are we going yep. this week yeehaw has quickly become one of the largest and most popular websites for monetized online content now patreon is also a popular website for online content that's monetized, but maybe not the same reputation that OnlyFans has, you know? Different product. Yeah, different product. But the same goal. Pretty much, yeah. For a monthly subscription, viewers can get access to premium videos and photos from their favorite content creators. This is not an ad for OnlyFans. It is relevant to the case. Um, The platform hosts a variety of different types of creators, everything from educational lessons, by the way, to personal fitness classes. Yep. And even storytelling and showcasing art. But as we probably all know, the most popular uh, accounts on OnlyFans tend to be those in the adult entertainment industry. Now, of course, where you can find Darren uh, three days a week. So um, I've upped it to four. You've upped it to four and you've upped your prices. Interesting. Let me just say, as I'm sure this doesn't come as a surprise to anyone, but I am a a fan of it. I mean, I feel like it it can be a very safe way to do, and it's not just sex work. I mean, sometimes it's just like foot fetishes. It's not like it's it's (laughs) always porn. It's a different way. And it also lets rather maybe shy people also be able to participate sexually in a way that maybe they aren't comfortable with doing before and creates a monetary stream for a lot of people hopefully consensually and with no harm. And so I am a fan of OnlyFans in that way. Well, Darren's quite the fan. I'm I'm now starting to wonder (laughs) what uh, supplemental income she's making. But anyway, maybe (laughs) we'll find out in this week's episode. So far, I've made zero, but I'm trying every week. I just (laughs) keep putting out new, churn out new content. That's right. Listen, honestly, if I had a body that people would like to see (laughs) on the regular, maybe I'd do it. Maybe I'd do it. I don't know. Listen. People, the amount of money people make on these things. That's what I'm saying, man. You know what I'm saying? saying? It's a different career for people. Absolutely. Well, OnlyFans quickly became a popular and accessible means of uh, streamlining income as a model or adult film actor, as we've just mentioned. And when done successfully, OnlyFans has proven it to be a substantial uh, source of income, earning some of its highest grossing users as much as 10 to $20 million a year. That's no, imagine just 
I mean, imagine being like, <clears throat> you know, a front desk attendant at a hotel and then suddenly you're making $20 million a year just because you're putting, uploading content. I mean, I love that. I think if you have that right. and there's a market for it, go do it. Why not? <clears throat> so, yes, it can be easy to fall into the illusion of the glitz and glamour of social media and forget. <clears throat> excuse me. Take your time. And forget that these are real people, often with complicated Boy, that frog came out of nowhere. I'm just leaving this in the show, by the way. Yeah, of so. course, do it. The people want, you um, know, they want the unfiltered yeah. and raw. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just drinking water religiously as you were talking, so I don't know why this is coming up. But anyway, 10 to 20, $20 million a year. People forget that these are real people with often complicated and messy lives. I mean, you might presume the stereotype if you're going to be doing this type of work is that there is complication in your life, but not always, you know. Right. I think I think the number one thing here is that these people are human beings just trying to make a living and make money. Exactly. Yeah. And you never really know who it is you're looking at on the screen or what they may be capable of behind the scenes. This is a harrowing lesson nearly 2 million subscribers were faced with in 2022 when word broke that their favorite OnlyFans creator was being charged with murder. And that creator was a woman named Courtney Clenny. So Courtney Clenny was born on April 24th. April 21st? 21st? April 21st, 1996, in Austin, Texas, and born the eldest of two daughters to Deborah and Kim Clenny, Courtney experienced a lavish and privileged childhood. Her father, Kim, had found great success as a financial advisor, providing a luxurious life for his family and spoiling his daughters every chance he got. Courtney took a strong liking to athletics as well as performing arts, spending time after school, playing on various sports teams and partaking in performances put on by the school's drama club. Now, this sparked a lifelong passion for health and fitness, inspiring her to go on to become a licensed personal trainer in adulthood. So obviously, she fit. Yeah, she seems to be very fit. I'm sure you've yeah. subscribed to her, right, Darren? I mean, it sounds like you're clearly a big fan I, of OnlyFans over here. I am her. You are so, her. More to come she, on this, yes. She began competing in weightlifting and bodybuilding competitions, earning herself several medals and superlatives. It was around this time that she started gaining attention. It's so weird because I had like a thought about the housewives who have done like bodybuilding, like <laughs> Teresa and Tamara. It's like I thought yeah. about it today as I was yeah. watching some like cuts of something. It's just interesting that we're That's talking funny. about it now because yeah. it's not every day we talk about women doing women that. Women doing that, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's just weird that it came up. But anyway, so it was around this time that she started getting attention on social media, such as Instagram, and she began dreaming of a life where she could support herself using content creation, spreading her love for fitness and exercise. I feel like a especially on social media fitness and exercise is like the number one thing it's like it's, that and beauty because it's like so if, visual yeah if you're even remotely into the gym you're probably posting about it constantly on on instagram i mean it's Which literally I all i see. never do and i go Me to the gym all the time but yeah. i'm just like unless it's like a joke i'm not doing it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess certain people, yeah, are looking to be content creators. But I'm also creators. not like, yeah, yeah, I'm also not like a fitness model. I feel like if you're doing this, yeah. something like it that, it's be. like, that's why Instagram is so good. You yeah, know what totally. I mean? Yeah. And listen, so, there's I, an audience yeah. out there waiting. So it's like, go for it. You know, no, yeah, no you shame. You ask me every day for my I'm like, please outfits. post a gym selfie. Like, give me one of the elliptical. Oh my God, could you imagine? That's so creepy if anyone ever did that. Only when it comes from you. When it comes from other people, it's fine. <laughs> Okay. But after only okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> by the sips, way, by the sips way, yes, sips, sips tea. 
I want to say if you're watching on the Sussy Radish video, which we post on Patreon, I forgot that I'm on camera actually. <laughs> and I've been sipping from this hydro He's flask. Been picking but... his nose for literally 10 minutes. No, but I'm always worried that's going to happen. But I have this hydro flask that has a really long kind of straw to it. And every time Darren talks, I take a sip because I have a frog in my throat today. And, and like half of it can be like out of frame. So you're just mm-hmm. like sipping a straw. <laughs> yeah, we're really giving the fans what they want on, anyway. on Patreon. So back to Courtney. After only a few semesters in college, Courtney dropped out to focus on that dream and began work making, working to make it a reality, excuse me. And her Instagram following soon began to skyrocket as she focused all of her energy into her account. In 2016, when OnlyFans was launched, hard to imagine it was 2016. I know. I was thinking that too with this Eight years, but I yeah. guess that tracks. It makes I sense, guess. yeah. Um, I guess I thought, would have thought it was earlier, but it only caught on maybe re- in the I feel like it caught years. on. It really seemed to blow up during the pandemic, frankly, when everyone was A, unemployed, well, sure. B, right. sitting at home doing absolutely nothing. And but, like didn't have any affection yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... 2016, OnlyFans launches, and Courtney kind of sees this new opportunity to grow her following. So she begins posting explicit photos and videos of of herself on OnlyFans. And by 2020, in the pandemic, to John's point, she was earning a minimum of $1 million a year from the website alone. Insane. Unbelievable. Good for her. her, Yeah. As her career seemed to be taking off, Courtney would, would fall in love, meet and fall in love with a young man named Christian Toby. That's probably his nickname. Obum Selly. There we go. Well, Toby was two years her senior and had been born and raised in Dallas, Texas. And by all accounts, friends and family have deemed Toby a kind, compassionate, and gentle man. Toby had earned himself a rather comfortable living by investing in cryptocurrency and stocks, which he began in his teenage years. By the way, have you ever done the conversion of like, if you bought one Bitcoin when it came out, how much yeah, money you'd have like- now? Don't do it. You'll re- be yeah. really sad. Although I hear cryptocurrency is kind of like on the outs or something at this stage. I don't know. I don't think it's on the outs. I think it's the future. I just think it's early. It's just early. I I think we'll see. But we should also mention we are not financial advisors. So please do not take our information. Don't listen to us actually ever. Yeah, Yeah, that's literally (laughs) anything. Unless it has to do with people killing each other, then we don't really have an expertise. Or what it's like to podcast with each other. Yeah, maybe that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, and Pokemon. Okay, so anyway, Toby and Courtney hit it off immediately, and within weeks, they were in a very public, committed relationship, often boasting photos of each other on their extravagant trips and business adventures. Um, it seemed like a match made in heaven in the early days, but as time went on, those close to the couple would witness their romance kind of begin to sour. Courtney was big on drinking and partying, much like most people her age and demographic. However, not that crazy. Yeah, that's not that crazy. However, unlike your typical party girl, Courtney had a very mean side to her, apparently, when she drank. This is according to reports, sometimes even becoming violent and aggressive. You hate seeing that. Like, I've had some friends over the years, like just people I've known um, who have done that. No one's super close to me. Yeah. Because usually they get over it after their 20s, kind of. They like stop doing it. You kind of hope so. But it's tough to watch someone be angry when they're drunk yeah. because you know it's just like bottled up of like yeah. yeah like sadness on the inside and i feel yeah. bad because it's just kind of this really cruel way to kind of manifest yeah and like process whatever deep sadness you have yeah. going on i mean i don't know maybe there's even maybe that's not even true but it's in my in our experiences it does seem like that's yeah absolutely Well, Toby began to see more and more of the side of her as the relationship persisted and despite his friends and family's warning uh 
warnings, excuse me, he defended his lover by any means necessary. And this unfortunately would not simply be a simple rough patch in the couple's time together, but rather the start of a very clear pattern of behavior. You know, it, sorry to interrupt. I'm just thinking no. to myself, like, I wonder if men have a harder time maybe admitting there's a way that women are kind of controlling them or they're scared oh, of their yeah. female partner. Like, I think it's obviously it's for a woman to say that, but I imagine that that's a very common thing that women can think. And so therefore it's more socially kind of acceptable to at least yeah. hopefully to at least talk about it. But with men being, being like, Oh, I'm scared of her being violent towards me. Like I'm yeah. sure a lot of them would feel emasculated by that. hundred percent. And and that because, keeps them from being honest about it exactly. and reporting the actual abuse. Yeah. I mean, I listen without going into details, I've seen this unfold with uh, uh, in a married couple before where the male was the one being abused. I mean, traditionally, you know, statistically speaking, you always tend to see that the men are typically the abusers, frankly, usually because of the physical ability to over overpower right. women. You know, we that's nothing new. But, you know, it doesn't make the fact that when men are abused any less serious. So I think it's absolutely really abuse is abuse. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And Courtney became very controlling over Toby. In fact, she'd lose her temper with him over seemingly small things such as harmlessly interacting with other women in public and spending too much time with his friends. And after only a few short months of dating, to Toby had been uh, <clears throat> almost completely isolated. His family. And that's just... how it happens. It's just exactly. Insidious. You know, you just tear a friend one by one by one by one. Yeah, and family members and everybody, and you be just become completely. Uh, you know, the abuser becomes completely helpless. insecure with everything that everything right. that you do, and then you're the victim and you're helpless. Exactly. Well, his family described a strong shift in his demeanor and overall attitude, and the once positive and bright young man that we described earlier in this episode was now constantly anxious and stressed out and preoccupied with his girlfriend's constant outburst. God, being living like that is so torturous because yeah. you, there's nothing that you can do to control it, but you, they've made it seem like it's all your fault. So you, you're walking on eggshells to try yeah. and get everything right, and it's never going to matter at the end of the day, and you're just lost. And if I can add, yeah, totally. If I can add one other thing too to what you just said, it's that sometimes it's like, you know what you need to do, but you just can't bring yourself to do it. You know, that's the other part exactly. of this type of abuse, you know, which is really sad and scary. So much suffering is in the knowing and the doing, and it's not easy yeah. to just do it, even if you know it. Like it really isn't. Yeah, that's, exactly. And that's you know, male or female, by the way. It's humans. Yeah. yeah. So Courtney's behavior would only escalate from here. She would soon start to become violent with Toby, hitting him, slapping him, scratching him even throwing things at him during arguments. This is not good. Despite the growing turmoil from the outside, Toby held up the illusion that he was living the dream. Of course, because he's like trying to protect this image of something that he... Maybe even convincing himself, you know? Exactly. Well, I think maybe this. part of it is like he can't talk about it because he feels yeah. like, no, this can't be true. She can't be... I can't be in I this can't be a situation. Victim. Yeah, exactly. Right. In 2021, after almost a year of dating, Courtney decided to hire Toby as her personal assistant. <sighs> Let's add meaning, some business yeah. into this problem, yeah. Meaning he was now contractually obligated to travel with her, oh. assist her in running her OnlyFans page, as well as any other personal things she may need. Interesting. What was that contract? Because he would have had to sign that. And so well, I'm just... The only thing I can think of is at this point, he must not realize how deeply 
or involved. he does, he just can't get out of it. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't love himself. And, and it's just so hard. It's so hard. Like, it's yeah, it's so truly, truly so, difficult. This gave Courtney even more leverage over Toby, as you can obviously imagine, because now it's contractual. Further right. isolating him is from his support system and gaining more control over him. The violence would continue to gain momentum when in 2021, the police were called on Courtney after she shattered a glass over Toby's head oh in a God. Las Vegas hotel room. Wow. Just kind of an interesting personality trait for a woman making a million dollars on an OnlyFans page. Right. To be so violently jealous. Like, because your life is so public. Is, yeah. Like, You're she's the one doing, out there. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't, there's, there's not necessarily a reason for him to be jealous, but arguably she's doing the more like, jealous inducing risky yeah risky maybe um it's just interesting it's a very well i just sorry just to be clear i mean risky in the sense of interacting with potential uh, patron only fans uh putting your life out there yeah exactly yeah and in a risk and a danger in doing that so Mm -hmm. when police arrived the hotel room was in disarray showing clear signs of a physical altercation between the pair Courtney was arrested on a domestic violence charge, although Toby refused to press charges, and the couple remained together afterwards. Hmm. And you see that all the time, too. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Shortly after the incident in Las Vegas, Courtney and Toby would move to Miami together, and they moved into a $10,000 penthouse apartment just outside of downtown Miami. I was just in Miami. Were you in the $10,000 penthouse apartment, Courtney? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Katya. You're like, well, actually, I was. Got you. (laughs) (laughs) According to those close to Courtney, she would refuse to let Toby pay any of the rent, most likely as another means of controlling him. Yeah, because that way he can't. Yeah, he he needs her. He can't claim any ownership. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, by the way, this last time I was in Miami, I was in Brickell. And Brickell is so nice. Yeah, Brickell's amazing. Yeah. I'm it's like partial where to you, that over South Beach. Yeah, yeah. Brickell's one of those places where it's like you want to, if you're going to live there, that's where you want to live. And it's very yeah. much, by the way, it's very expensive compared to South Beach. Like South I, Beach is a little yeah. more affordable. By the way, I only know this because I was looking, I'll tell everybody this on Patreon now, or, or you know, for our listeners on the main feed. Um, I was looking to move to Miami a couple of months ago and I was, right. I was sussing out some places and Brickle is really great. Yeah. Brickle is really nice. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. Anyway. So whenever an argument ensued, one of her first threats would be to kick him out, right? Because she owns everything. So the sure. magic city served as the perfect backdrop for a wealthy party girl to paint the town red. And that she did as Courtney became <laughs> a regular face at the local bars and nightclubs. And Miami is just that type of That's city. Pretty much all there is to do there, let's be honest. Yeah, even more so than New York City. Miami is just yeah. that type of party. Her drinking yep. was becoming more and more of an issue. And as a result, so was the violence and toxic behavior. She now had Toby completely isolated from his family in a new state, relying on her financially to survive. Yeah. And probably, frankly, emotionally too at this point. Yeah, 100%. He well, needs therapy and he needs to run and he needs a support system that he clearly doesn't have because she has isolated him. 100%. Her outburst would become much more than just Toby's problem when other residents in the building started filing complaints against her in the unit. Neighbors would often have to deal with loud screaming, slamming doors, and banging on walls. Welcome to New York, by the way. Uh, into the late yes. hours of the morning as the couple lashed it out time and time again in the penthouse. You can probably see where this is going, by the way. Um, according to the apartment building management, Courtney had been on thin ice due to the complaints and would eventually be forced to evict the penthouse if the behavior didn't stop. 
As time went on, the outburst started to become more public in several instances, even being caught on CCTV from the building. I will say, sorry, I was going to say, I wonder what is actually wrong with her. I wonder if she has like some sort of like personality trait that requires meds and she just doesn't know it or doesn't think that, you know, no one's there to kind of tell her. Right. So she's never going to find out if there's a diagnosis just because it seems so wild, especially for living in a $10,000 a penthouse. You were going to say, you literally said the exact same thing I was thinking. So I'm moving on. But yeah, that was my point too. I'm like, what mental (laughs) illness is going on here? I mean, something is going on. And, you know, I also think about like, um, you know, those like football players like Aaron Hernandez who, you know, maybe there's some sort of like brain injury going on and that's CTE. Yeah, yeah, CTE. CTE. Exactly. By the way, special guest on this week's episode is the frog in my throat, everybody. So still dealing with that. (laughs) Clarence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Clarence has returned. Anyway, one of the most uh, famous examples of this footage was Courtney and Toby getting into an elevator, a la Beyonce and Jay-Z. Remember that debacle from years ago? (laughs) With Solange. Well, as the door closes, you can see Courtney begin punching Toby in the head, smacking him across the face and pulling on his braids. He repeatedly tries to push her away and de-escalate her, but she continues to attack him even as the elevator climbs floors. Um, Her violence was no longer something that she was able to keep hidden, especially as calls to the police became more and more frequent. In one of the more severe encounters, Courtney stabbed Toby in the leg with a knife while they were arguing. Against his better judgment, Toby could not see past the immense love he felt for Courtney and continued to stand by her side. I mean, listen, the other thing we haven't really talked about is... Your partner's making a million dollars a year on OnlyFans. I mean, there's a certain lifestyle that maybe you're trying to overlook in these moments, you know, that 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 is over. Well, I think it's really easy to be manipulated, you yeah. know, which is why this happens, you know. Yeah. And I think other people are quick to judge it, being like, How did you not see it? Right. And I think when you're in it, it's, it's a whole so different thing. Hard and you want to believe also that you're not the type to fall for it. Well, that's so true any too. Yeah. In the book. Yeah. you know, should be thrown here. And that's kind of probably what he's going through. And it's just horrible. Absolutely. Toby had found himself basically trapped in an abusive relationship. And the understanding of that was evidently starting to set in because in a recovered text message sent to Courtney, Toby expressed how just heartbroken he was over her <laughs> actions and how despite that, he still chose to suck it up and stand by her. Quote, is this love going to kill me? He asked in the text message, quote, what might happen next time? I pray there is no next time like that. End quote. I mean, he's she stabbed him in the uh, I mean, if you're willing, here's the thing, by the way. Listen, domestic abuse happens all the time, but if it escalates beyond that to like actually finding weapons and stabbing people in the leg, that's when you have to really, really hunker down, in my opinion, and say, my life is on the line here. And clearly Toby is he, thinking that. Clearly. Uh, yeah. Even if he doesn't want to. That mm-hmm. would, like, there's too much evidence being thrown in his face. Right. By March 2023, after only approximately two months of living together, Courtney attempted to kick Toby out. Although since his name was also on the lease, she had no legal grounds oh. to do so. Okay, interesting. So she was paying here. for it. She was paying he... for it, but he has kind of ownership in that yep. way. Yeah. 
The pair had officially broken up, so Courtney invited her mom to spend some time in the apartment to hopefully ease the tension and convince Toby to move out. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. By the end of her week-long stay, because I'm thinking, I wonder if she knows she's an abuser, and if she knows she's an abuser, why would you want your someone in your family to see that? See I feel it, like yeah. you would just want to isolate with this guy you're abusing. Maybe. So by the end of her week-long stay at the end of March, little had been accomplished. Courtney and Toby were no longer in a relationship, they slept separately from each other, but continued to share the apartment, which is just bad, while Toby figured out where to go from here. Yeah. Staying in close proximity to an ex-lover immediately after a messy breakup is usually objectively <laughs> a poor idea. But yeah. this particular scenario was truly a recipe for disaster, as we can clearly yeah. see what's going to come. Only after a couple days after Deborah's departure, the police were called to the unit once again. On April 2nd, after seeing the couple have a public dispute in the lobby of their building... The concierge called the police and clearly she doesn't really care where she is. You know, some couples and yeah, that's a good point. I think these are the right couples kind of argue behind closed doors. You know, they're <laughs> sure, not going to sure. argue in front of friends or anything like that. Make anyone uncomfortable you Well, know? in a healthy, normal relationship. Right. Yes. You know? That you're you able know to, how kind of to be do like, that. <laughs> let's do this behind closed doors. Couple fighting in the lobby of their building, screaming at each other in the streets or doing this or doing that and having complaints so loud in the apartment that you can hear. It's like, you don't give a fuck who you're in front of. Not at all. Yeah, that's a good point. The caller claimed they saw Courtney being violent towards Toby, although upon arrival of police, Courtney attempted to flip that narrative, claiming she was the one in danger. She asked officers, which might be easier for women in this scenario to convince yeah. a police officer of, depending on how big he was, especially. Yeah. She asked officers to file a restraining order. And uh, which they informed her needed to be done through the courthouse and was not something police kind of dealt with. She right. responded by asking <laughs> if Toby was on his way to the courthouse. And if so, she needed to beat him there so she could file first. Oh my According God. to Courtney, merely hours after this dispute, the couple would smooth things out and get back together. Of course. Yeah. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Don't come back. Now, this new era, okay, of their relationship would be short-lived because on April 3rd at approximately 5 p.m., a 911 call was made from Courtney's unit. On the line, we hear Courtney sobbing and apologizing to Toby. She tells the responder that her boyfriend is bleeding out and needs medical attention. As Courtney recalls the address to the responder, you can hear Toby repeating, I'm dying over mm. and over again. I can't feel my arms. I'm dying, he cried out. Oh my God. These are unfortunately likely Toby's last words. Yeah, really hard to hear because when police arrived at the scene, Toby was in critical condition and had lost a frightening amount of blood, which could be yeah. seen splattered across the apartment from room to room. God. He had even stabbed uh, in his, he had been stabbed in his left pectoral muscle with a kitchen knife immediately above a tattoo of Courtney's name. Again, oh. here we go with the stabbing. He was rushed to the nearest hospital in hopes of saving his life. At the apartment, police began investigating the scene, asking Courtney to sit outside of the unit while they did so. Neighbors recall looking into the hall to see Courtney covered in blood, sitting on the floor and playing with her dogs. Oh, my God. Inside the apartment, police quickly noticed that there were several pools of coagulated blood, which implied Toby had bled for quite some time before there was any attempt to getting help for the young man. So like I was going to say Yeah, if it's if it's coagulating it means it wasn't a it, it, basically it's meaning she uh you know didn't call right away because it was estimated that Toby bled for anywhere from 12 to 14 minutes before the 911 call was made. She would later admit that after the stabbing took place rather than call for help, 
she chose to call her mom for advice on how to handle the situation. Oh, oh, so now she's bringing her fucking mother into this? Yeah, mom who was just there staying, trying to, like, ease things Wait, over. Unless she helped her. Let's see. <clears throat> yeah. But also, you know, that's this isn't unusual. We've heard a lot of cases where people don't call the police right away. I mean, you kind of get why you wouldn't if you've just stabbed somebody. I- I do. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, just crazy. Yeah. Well, Courtney was taken in for questioning while medical professionals rushed to save Toby. During her interrogation, Courtney claimed that Toby's wound was a result of self-defense, actually. She claimed an argument had begun after she noticed Toby had turned off his live location on his phone, which allowed for her to track his location at all times. I'm a big fan, by the way. I think I mentioned this over the summer at some point. Just don't, don't, if you, you don't need your live location on. You really don't. We lived for centuries and millennia without it. And we've gotten pretty right. far. Don't think you need it in relationships the way you think you need it. At least. Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, more on that on like an NMR. Let's, let's talk about, about that on NMR next week. But eventually he agreed to share his location with her again. But when he asked Courtney to do the same, she refused. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just a heated argument ensued and Courtney claimed Toby became aggressive, cornering her in the kitchen. She told officers that he grabbed her by the neck and slammed her to the ground. She managed to get away and in an attempt to protect herself, she grabbed she she grabbed a kitchen knife, warning him to stop. This would make sense if true. true. According to Courtney, Toby didn't heed this warning and continued to come at her, making her throw the knife at him out of fear and resulting in it lodging several inches into his chest. That's a good throw. Yeah, that must be a really like ninja style throw. Very accurate throw. She repeatedly mentioned that she didn't have time to think of her story and that the whole thing was nothing more than a blur. While she Hmm. was sitting in the interrogation room retelling her account of the events that night, the attending officer received a phone call informing him that despite the best efforts of medical staff, Toby had passed away. Courtney then voluntarily admitted herself to a psychiatric hospital for evaluation, thank God, claiming she needed emergency mental health treatment. After two days, she was released and free to resume her normal life without any criminal charges. Now, to be fair, we don't know what went on in that facility. We don't know what she was telling them. That's true. We don't know any of those details. It's a very he said, she said type of situation. Despite Courtney's well-documented history of domestic violence and her flimsy defense, police believed her story of self-defense and the case was deemed an accidental death as a result of domestic dispute. Wow. Toby's family, who was already suffering such a tremendous and sudden loss, was outraged by the news and demanded that the case be investigated as a homicide with Courtney as the prime suspect. Good for them. When investigators refused to take their plea seriously, the Uba's, the Obam. Toby's Ubum, family. I can you, yes, Toby, Toby. I can't get that. I can't get that <laughs> That's right. It's a tough one. Selly. Ubum Selly. There we go. No disrespect. It's just a tough last name. No, I just couldn't get the UB right. Mm-hmm. Um, Ubum family took matters in their own hands and hired a lawyer. Good for them. Well, Courtney walked free. Tony, Toby's family began collecting evidence and building their own case against her. Well, that's the sad part about, you know, so many cases these days is sometimes the police departments just don't even have, it's not even malintended. It's just like they don't have the resources to investigate things as thoroughly as sometimes the family does. I mean, well, and it's it takes, crazy. you know, it takes sometimes families just perseverance over everything yeah. to kind of get these cases solved. Yeah, exactly. Well, Courtney made herself a local staple in her time living in Miami, but following Toby's death, her notoriety came back to bite her. She attempted to go out to her usual spots to drink, but on numerous occasions, 
she was recognized and heckled until she left. Mm -hmm. I guess people had heard about what was going on here. Sure. In June of 2022, these public encounters would ultimately push her out of Miami and she would purchase a new $4 million home in Texas to be closer to her family. She would only be able to enjoy her her new home for a few months before the consequences of her actions would finally catch up with her. Because on August 10th, Courtney was arrested for second-degree murder. She was not offered bond, as due to her high-profile status and wealth, she was deemed a flight risk. So after re-exam... Go ahead. It's got to be that, because she makes so much money that she can easily just flee to another country. Yeah. And after re-examining the evidence from the scene as well as Toby's autopsy, it was determined by the police department that there was, in fact, a strong case for homicide. All right. The lawyer hired by Toby's family had meticulously pieced together a thorough case against the young model, laying out her extensive history of violence, not only towards Toby, but other partners. Ah, the plot thickens here. Exes of Courtney's have come forward to talk about how she had attempted to stab and even broken the jaw of one of her previous partners. Oh, Jesus. She's because she's so into fitness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she might know how to make it all happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the most damning evidence, however, came in the form of Toby's autopsy, which is probably, you know, the other stuff is maybe circumstantial, but an autopsy, you know, you're getting the scientific re- yeah. uh, release. It was determined that the knife had been plunged, uh, plunge, excuse me, approximately eight centimeters into his chest, something that yeah. would be nearly impossible if she had just thrown the knife like she had told authorities, which, yeah, exactly. by the way, Darren was on to. OK, well, I mean, have you ever been axe throwing? Uh, no. But I've seen went, plenty of videos, yes. I went for my friend's bachelorette a couple of years ago in Denver, and it was so fun. But you're throwing it deliberately into like yeah. a, basically like a tree trunk. Sure. Eight centimeters, you know, you'd have to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger at his prime yeah. or like throwing a fastball or something. That yeah. seems deep. That seems a bit much. Yeah. So during an evidence jury trial in september of 2022 the medical examiner deemed the cause of death as homicide and was quoted saying that unless the culprit was quote an expert knife thrower it is nearly impossible to have done this level of damage from a distance or if you're darren who can throw an axe i don't know i just think it's interesting don't mess with me it's i was in miami have you and courtney been in the same room together at all no interesting i would think i would know but Hmm. maybe not yes Sips just straw and big, big cup. Sips literally water. Forensic analysts concurred that the depth would only be possible from a close distance and with some level of force. Yeah. Yeah. The the knife had severed Toby's subclavian artery, which would Mm. have required a strong push downward from the moon, further solidifying that this attack was intentional and obviously deliberate. By the way, I looked uh, it up really quickly. Sorry to interrupt you, but eight centimeters is three inches. So that's that's a. Pretty deep for uh, for a throw. The other evidence presented by the prosecution included CCTV footage from the apartment building, nearly 2,000 text messages between Courtney and Toby, as well as video recordings Toby had made in secret during altercations wow. with Courtney. Smart man. Yeah. The defending attorney, Fink Prieto, raised a motion to dismiss the evidence due to his client's status. He also requested that no information about the trial be released to the public, saying that he would not allow his client to become a punching bag quote for the media mm-hmm. both requests were denied Interesting. and currently courtney is being held in miami Dade jail as she awaits her trial which is anticipated to commence in 2024 after several reschedulings 
And in the meantime, Toby's family has continued their search for justice, opening a lawsuit against the security company at the apartment building, Allied Universal Security, in May of this year, 2023. The family claims that the security team had been alerted of a physical altercation in the unit, but rather than intervene, they just stood outside of the door and listened as it Hmm. ensued for several minutes. I wonder if they're waiting to hear some sort of violence because words are just words. Maybe, I don't know. The family argues that this time wasted could have been crucial in saving Toby and therefore are opening a wrongful death suit seeking damages of up to $50,000. Since her arrest, Courtney has maintained her innocence, claiming that she was the victim of domestic violence and her actions were strictly in self-defense. I think we also have to just really be careful here because Courtney is innocent until proven guilty. I mean, yes, there's all the information that we know and that is public and is researched. Absolutely. Certainly points in a certain way, but until she is tried for that, she is innocent. So, um, you know, let's see what happens. I mean, you know. It doesn't look good for her story when she says she threw the knife in self-defense and the knife is three three centimeters into his, sorry, three Three inches, inches, eight centimeters. Um, But right. Yeah. And, you know. So maybe one day we'll have an update on this case. Nonetheless, it seems very tragic, obviously, that Toby was was killed. And um, frankly, that, you know, domestic abuse escalated to such a place like this, according to all these reports. So more on this uh, eventually. But hopefully if it was, uh, in fact, a murder, as the state is claiming, uh, justice can be served. You know, maybe we'll see. Let us know what you thought about this week's episode. You can hit us up at Jay Thrasher and at Carpe Darren. You can hit us up in the Facebook group, the official Facebook group. Um, or, of course, you can join us on Patreon, where we will react and respond to all of your DMs. Darren, let's That's get right. into listener shout outs. All right, let's do it. You start. Um, Jen on Facebook heard us talking about going back to school and said, quote, I guess I didn't realize how lucky we were in Canada, the East Coast. When it comes to school, we don't start back until after Labor Day in September. To think about going back before my birthday at the end of August is just baffling. LOL. Sorry, guys. I was just talking to my mom about this, and she was like, it obviously has to do with weather, like the warmer. Mm -hmm. Like, I think in California, they start earlier, at least in Southern California, because it's, you know, I think warmer. But I certainly didn't start going to school. I went to college. It started in August. But certainly I didn't start going to school after Labor Day. Yeah, me either. I don't think I did either. But I I remember August being our back to school. And by the way, it is back to school week for so many people this week and last week and next week. So if you're a parent or family member sending off your little ones, we hope that you have a wonderful school year. Man, what I just miss the trips with my dad. Let me tell you something. Yeah, that, exactly. Office supplies, school, school, new school clothes was always really yeah, fun. Yeah, sorry, with my school supplies. Yeah, yeah, just like trapper keepers and pens and those crazy yeah. erasers. Ugh. I will say, you know, I talked on NMR the other day, which is on Patreon this week, about playing Pokemon Go Fest at Frostburg State, where I went to school for one year. Um, and it was like move-in week, so like all the young little freshmen are back. It's mm. they're coming to school for the first time. And there's just such a buzz. I know you know what I'm talking about. There's such totally. a buzz about returning to campus, being in the dorms, seeing friends, maybe classmates that you saw from the year before. I mean, absolutely. there's a social, I won't go on about this, but there's like a social thrill Chemistry, to college yes. that you just Energy. don't have at any other point in your life, you know, even in adulthood. I mean, let's be honest, unless you're creating your fun, adulthood can be 
can be very monotonous, which Darren, I think you and I do a pretty good job of creating the fun in our lives, but I agree. There's just nothing that really matches the excitement of going back to school and college. It was just such an innocent time when all you had to worry about was, you know, your classes and studying. What a, what but a you life. didn't know that, so you couldn't appreciate Yeah, you didn't know that at all. No, it was the worst thing in the world. Having a test, are you kidding? Yeah, Kill right. me. Yeah, anyway. Well, shout out to Emily in our Facebook group who shared some really good news with us. Uh, she says, had a breast biopsy on Tuesday and found out it's benign. Yay. Fucking awesome. That's awesome, Emily. Thank you for sharing that with us. <clears throat> and um, so yeah. happy it's benign. Congratulations. Absolutely. Um, one last plug here, guys. Join us on Patreon if you haven't yet. You can join for as little as $5 a month, and links are in the show note or show description, or you can just go to patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed. We appreciate whatever it is that you're willing to contribute, and there's lots of fun stuff in there. So go check it out sometime. Darren, That's check right. your freshies, don't forget. And we are off next week for the holiday, my That's friends, right. but we're gonna pick it up the week following. We hope everyone. Everyone has a fabulous Labor Day or back to school or whatever <laughs> the hell you're working with. But we love you all. We will see you um, in two weeks. Couple of times. Yeah, that's right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. And oh, wait, oh yeah. Go- wait a minute. Wait a minute, John. If I'm going to be sent off, I yeah, have to say the I word know. penis before I leave. Oh, so. There you said it. Time to go. Okay. Check your brake pads without pants. And apparently you don't need a penis. Oh, boy. See what we did. Happy all Labor right. Day. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>